glad to be here. I hope you're glad to be here listening to the roundtable. Um, let's get started, Abram. Yeah, just two people talking about the Lord mm-hmm. and what he's done for us. So you say, what did he do for us? Well, I was going through um, reading a devotional uh, earlier in the week, and my children wanted to do a devotional with me. I'm like, all right, I was going to get started to work, but I'm glad I didn't because we read Romans 5, and it was really good. And we'll have a theme, but I'm not totally sure on that. But basically, we'll be talking about what Jesus did for us, Hmm. Um, how Satan pushed man into sin and unrighteousness and damnation and death, but what Jesus did and how the Father, through his blood, has redeemed us. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I was reading some of it, and it, it spoke about how Adam gave basically gave up his right yeah and gave it to the devil and how we were plunged into into death and sin mm-hmm. and I was thinking about we did nothing to to be in sin to be born in sin born in sin we did nothing mm-hmm. and in contrast we did nothing to be saved to mm-hmm. be made righteous mm-hmm. and sometimes you can kind of get a self-righteous attitude mm-hmm. when, yeah. when you're saved. You know, some Christians, they may they may feel almost like a Pharisee attitude, mm-hmm. like I'm better than you. And Jesus even talked about that when they when two people came to pray and one was supposed to be righteous. And I thank you, Lord, that I'm not like this sinner man. Yeah. And then the other man goes away justified because he says, Lord, basically, I'm a sinful man. Forgive me. I'm yeah. not worthy in a yeah. sense. And he goes away justified than the person who thought they were all that. Mm-hmm. We None of us are all that. None of us have any merit with God. It's only through Jesus Christ. Yeah. We done no, we've done nothing to make him come die for us. It says that he came to die for a, a sinful man, mm-hmm. not one that was righteous or yeah. good or worthy. He didn't, he didn't seek to save the righteous, but he, the sinner. The lost. And... When when we look at it in that regard, do we do we say do we beat our chest because I'm a sinner? Some people do, you know, um, but we've done nothing for that. It's almost like your birthday. Why do you get gifts on your birthday? You have done nothing for <laughs> that gift. You were just you didn't here. even do the work to get here. No, the mother I had always, to push you. Out. Yes. I always think that is so, you know, I understand. Yes, we do get gifts. But I always when I thought about it, I'm like, wait. We didn't do anything to get here, but we still get gifts, and and no one questions it. No, one, and well, we got well. People say, well, you got your Father's Day, and your Mother's Day, but it ain't nothing like your own birthday. We just went to a birthday party. Nephew got money, clothes, toys. What did he do? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> he probably getting fussed at early in the day, you know, <laughs> but. Just the love that we have. That's the that's the love of God in us. Yeah, it is. You say, why why do we do that? That's the love of God. Why did Jesus come for us? The love of God has mm. saved us. And so I was just looking at it in those eyes that we have done nothing to be in sin, neither have we done anything to get ourselves out of sin. We, it, the Bible talks about it. It's not about works. It's not about, oh, I've done this for God. I've done that for God. And a lot of times, sometimes we get saved. And then we get this, excuse me, when we get saved, 
after we are saved for a little bit, we it's almost like we have to work to to make him proud of us, to to make him do something for us. Mm-hmm. We've done nothing to get those gifts on our birthday because we've done nothing to get ourselves here. Mm-hmm. So why in tell do we have to make God do something for us or or heal us and or bless us or or uh, say you're in ministry and you want to be using spiritual gifts? It says a spiritual gift. You don't you the thing is about a gift, you do nothing to get a gift. That's you true. know? Mm-hmm. With our children. You give you just give from your heart. Mm-hmm. They do nothing to to have breakfast in the morning. They do nothing to have a roof over their head. Just the common things that we all have mm-hmm. and want. David talks about if you delight yourself in me, I will give you the desires of my heart. We've done nothing for Jesus to do anything for us it's out of his heart that he he gives to us i think we um after getting saved we like you said as we live for the lord for some time somehow we revert back to works as if like you said as if we did anything to get ourselves saved and when jesus said there there is a work that you do he says this is the work that you believe on the one whom he sent, that's the work that you should be working on, that, that you're making sure that you believe on Jesus, that you believe on him. You believe in his word. You study his word. You, you know, you get it into your heart. That's the work that we have to work on versus some of the other things that, that we do. And like Abram said, try to make God proud of us or try to, um, get him to do something for us when all we have to do is his word and he'll always back up his word. I remember that the Lord several years ago, he had, um, he had given me a a word. In fact, he told me, he said, um, he told me to wait on him. And for three days I got up at 3 AM in the morning and I was just worshiping the Lord and talking to him and so forth. And then he gave me this word. And I remember it was a word for our church at that time. But one of the things he said three times, he says, I always back my word. I always back my word. I always back my word. So that is a clue into this Christian life. You have to get the word of God in your heart. And if you get the word in your heart, then he will always back it. It's not a work that you have to do. Your work is believing on him. Your work is getting that word in him in in you, in your heart. And then he'll back it up. That's what the Bible says. He says he confirms his word with signs following. So, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I was, before you were going to say that, I was, I was thinking about our, our, our little little one. Uh, the youngest? The youngest. And just the things that she does throughout the day. She is something, y'all. She is something. It, it's so funny that that love in contrast, is so much greater than uh, what you have to, your emotions that goes into discipline and all that. And doesn't matter whether she does something good or bad, that love is still there. We will still have open arms for her. And the Bible talks about in Romans 5, someone would die for a, a righteous man, someone that's worthy. You, you might die for them. Mm-hmm. But Jesus has died for us when we were so unworthy, Mm -hmm. when we were pretty much, we were worthless. 
you know, you, you say you're not worth the, what's that saying? The hill of beans? Yeah, you're not worth the hill of beans or you're not worth the something that was, I, I can't think of the, uh, we'll just go with the hill of beans. But basically, we were worthless and Jesus died for us to reconcile us back to the Father. Um, I'll read someone just a little bit in, uh, in Romans 5 and we'll see where we'll go with that it says uh in verse 15 and in the amplified is really it really explains it really well and i'll read from there um but the free gift of god is not like the trespass because the gift of grace overwhelms the fall of man mm-hmm. for if many die by one man's trespass adam's sin much more abundantly did god's grace and gift that comes by the grace of of the one man Jesus Christ overflow to benefit the many nor is the gift of grace like that which came through one through the one who sinned for the one for on one hand the judgment following is saying that we did nothing nothing at all and then the grace of God overwhelms us mm-hmm. when when people come to Christ they have tears and and they're just overwhelmed by the love of God and you yeah. can you you just why for me why for me and then the the love of god becomes begins to come upon us and we feel some sometimes unworthy and and that's fine but the love of god has come to us through jesus christ and when you begin to understand that and and feel that love you will want to draw closer to the lord mm-hmm. and and you just look at yourself and you're like wow lord thank you thank you that you have reconciled me back to the Father. And then Aisha talks about reading the word and understanding what he has done for you. Yeah. It's like if we don't grasp that, if we're, if we're not reading it, we kind of have an experience and then it just kind of fades away. Yeah. This is more than just an experience. It's, it's what Jesus has done for us. His blood washes us, washes us and cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And we had nothing to do with it nothing and then the bible also talks about i believe it's in um colossians 2 6 where it says continue basically continue in the faith from which you started like that love that the holy spirit he he drew you continue in that don't don't get yourself oh i'm all that i i've i got a house the lord has blessed me with the house Uh, he's blessed me with a job i have children I, i have a good life what what they got to do with anything? You did nothing to get it. So why are we boasting in that? Yeah, I find that um, I've seen this a lot, especially, unfortunately, in, in a lot of Christians that as they began to prosper in the Lord, it's almost as if they, they forgot where they came from. And they are so judgmental to maybe someone that's a baby in Christ or maybe someone that doesn't know the Lord. And I always say, my husband can tell you, I always say, they must have forgot how long it took them to come to Christ. They must have forgot how long the Lord, um, how how long the Lord drew them just to get them on a straight and narrow. You know, it's easy to fall back, like Abram said earlier, into that Pharisaic nature where you just think you're righteous, but you're not righteous. It's his blood that made you righteous. So there's nothing for you to boast in, but in, in Christ. So if you're not boasting in Christ, then you need to take a look back and say, well, hold on now. Let me let me get back right, because now you're boasting in pride. 
you're boasting in your works and it's not, it's not by your work. It's by his, it's what he did. What Abram is talking about, you know, the, in the same Romans chapter five, if you go back up, he said, um, he said, it said in verse six, for when we were yet without strength. I was just looking at that. Go ahead. There's another scripture being taken away from me as in other times. How podcast. about that? We are just one and the Holy I, Spirit is one. How about you that? Know, I was going to go that route, but you know, for the sake see? of me being me and I wanted to portray that to the people, I went this way. You see, that's just what I was talking about. That that being lifted up, that, that self-righteousness. <laughs> you see that, y'all? Y'all see it? <laughs> that's okay. And no, it's not okay, but you know, we just we just playing around here. But anyways, verse six says, For when we were yet without strength in due time, Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet peradventure for a good man someone even dare to die. But God commended his love toward us, and that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners, you know, while we were destined for hell destined yeah for uh, a life of sin destined with no hope you know people live they they sorry i didn't mean to hijack no, you can get so right cool. back on to it once i'm done Go ahead. some people they they live they they get they fall into a depression and hopelessness and they feel that there's no hope and then we know some of them commit suicide or they just live a life of just being depressed and, and drinking and drugs and all manner of of wickedness because they feel like they're worthless and like so what i'm don't nobody care so i'm gonna do this you know you can kind of fall into that mm-hmm. um that way if you you don't know the lord yeah but yet he says that just think of it as as this we'll put it in more practical terms we won't say god and jesus we'll just think of say a king we, we know about kings he did not a king did not send his his uh, best guard, you know, we or best soldier. We watch movies about a king sending their their best soldier to go and fight for the land, and they even have in the really good movies. And then yet this the the honor that that the soldier has for for their king, and and sometimes the king, some movies they have where the king looks at this soldier as a son because he's done so much for for his kingdom, but that's not who was even sent for us. We have God that sent his only begotten son, yeah. the son. And even now Jesus talks about how the Lord, um, the husband, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. I forgot the parable. The, yeah. The husbandman. He has sent out these, these men and they were like, they killed, they beat him mm-hmm. and then sent them away and then, and then sent his son. son and like, Hey, if we kill him, we'll get everything he got. Mm-hmm. And then of course, Jesus going and says, well, you're going to be dead pretty much if you do that. But basically how if a king goes and sends a noble person or his best soldier, we would think that's great. If, if, if God sent an angel to die for us, oh, that's great. But he even did so much more than that. He sent his only begotten son who was with him in eternity. eternity. We can't even grasp that idea, but that's what he did for us. So why... Should we be depressed? Why should we feel unworthy? Why should we feel, I mean, excuse me, worthless? We shouldn't have any of those emotions. That's just the devil lying to us. Yeah. And so we, if we grasp that and, and look at it in those, from that scope, 
from that point of view, we can see that Jesus, that, that, that the Father loves us so much that he sent his only son to die for us. When we were yet in our sins, when we were yet destitute, when we were yet hopeless, when we were yet depressed, when we felt like nothing, you may have a bad day. You may have a bad week, a month, a year, or even years. But the fact is that the Father still sent his only begotten Son for yeah, us yeah. and felt that we had worth, even as a um, as a dog, if you will, or, or, or someone that's just, we look in society, you may look at them, oh, they're nothing, they're doing nothing with their lives. They're a bum, the lowest type of person on the earth. But yet, the Lord still died for him. Mm-hmm. The Lord still went to the cross and, and, and died a painful death and took upon sin and just all the manner of that, the things that he's done for us. Went so far to save that lost one who, who had no hope mm-hmm. and found us worthy to do so. So we shouldn't have a feeling of I'm so unworthy. If the father sent his only begotten son, to die for us, the one who has created everything. Who who does this? Who goes and makes something and then it gets messed up and then they send their son to go fix it? I, I don't have to do that. I'm God. We, plan of salvation could have been done another way. I wouldn't do it that way. Mm-hmm. But yet, he sent his only begotten son to die for us and then to die one of the most horrible deaths in history. Who does that? That shows you the love of God, the grace of God, just his who he is. You say, I don't know God. You can look at Jesus and what he has done for us. And it points back to the father. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Mm-mm. Should yeah. I continue on mm-hmm. in this manner? Mm-hmm. So we can understand that we are worth something. Even in our sin, when we were worth nothing, as you as it were. Say you take a, a a penny, you're the lowest, a penny. People, we throw pennies away these days. At least I do. No one uses pennies. I don't know. Maybe you use them to count in school these days. That's what we give to our children. But the, the, the smallest amount, the Bible says those who are first are, who are first to last and last who are first. If you're, if you're a penny in, in currency, it's like you're the highest. You're a billionaire, trillionaire, <laughs> you know, if you want to put in terms of currency. Whatever it is from the, the lowest to the highest of anything in any situation that we can come up with, that's who we are with Christ. If you're mm-hmm. a zero, you're a ten. If you're a zero, just even past, you're infinity with God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. And he, he tells us if he's in the midst of you, you know, he'll... Your prayers are answered. You, you get things going. But if you just by yourself, well, you're that zero. But with Christ, you have everything. Yeah. Just the richness of who he is. And so we shouldn't think of, our, of ourselves as, oh, I'm nothing. I'm this or that. Or even in prayer, maybe my prayers get in. It, it's, it's Jesus. Yeah. Think of that salvation that we have in him. And then in that salvation, we have in other parts of our lives. Not just in salvation. Oh, I've been saved Praise God, whether it's healing, whether it's uh, you need a job or whatever. It is, he is salvation. Mm-hmm. It's not just a, a la carte thing mm-hmm. with, with God. Mm-hmm. The plan of God has has surpassed any amount of 
situations that we have on this earth that we may have a roadblock in. Mm -hmm. He surpassed it. Whatever it is, instead of you being a zero, you're basically infinity. Mm -hmm. And as my children watching Toy Story, they'll know and beyond. (laughs) You know. Anyway, you want to say anything else? No, that's good. Everything is in him. Our life is limitless if we're living it in him. Romans 5, 17 says, uh, since we're in Romans, it says, for if if by one man's offense, death reigned by one, talking about what Adam did and then death reigned, it says, much more they which which receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one, Jesus Christ. So the question that you need to ask yourself is, are you reigning in life? Mm-hmm. The only way you can truly reign, sure, there's a there's a natural reign and and, you know, people can work hard and you can work hard and and make you some money and have a good life and so so forth and so on. But are you reigning in life the way Jesus intended for you to reign? Doesn't mean that there won't be tribulations and, and trials and all of that. But in those tribulations, in those trials you have this sure confidence that you have victory in Jesus. And as you go through it, whatever it is that, that, that you're going through in that day, it's, it's building in you it's building up you because you are relying more on the Lord. So are you reigning in Jesus? Are you receiving everything that he has for you? That's the question you need to ask yourself. And while you're asking that, stop trying to do things in your own strength the the wisdom of man look the bible says that we are new creatures in christ jesus we're new we're brand new we're not even of this world we're a new species species why are we trying to take man's devices and use them to get godly results it's like you're trying to work on say a computer or a car whatever it may be and you got the wrong tools why are, we, why are we using those devices? It talks about the wisdom of man, you know, and, and what we know. But I forgot the scripture, and I you can probably tell me, where it talks about God's ways are higher than your ways. His thoughts higher, you know, higher than your thoughts. Why are we using this, this finite um, mind of ours and the way society has set things up to try to get ourselves out of a situation? No. No, we're, we're, we're Christians, right? We're, we're Christ-like. Did Jesus ever use anything of this world to, to get God results? No. No. He's Christ. He, he knows he comes from God. And we should know that as well. Mm-hmm. And so when we understand this, and that's how I used to talk about reading the word, and also we can go on, and when you're dwelling in him, we can get the results that Jesus got. And so we'll leave you with this, that we have done nothing, absolutely nothing to be plunged into sin and death. And now we know we have done nothing to be made righteous and to be with our Father in heaven and have every spiritual blessing that he's blessed us with. We've done nothing to get them. And when we do get them, we should not look down on anyone that doesn't have them because we're all in the same boat. Mm-hmm. We just come into the knowledge of the truth, and there's always more truth that we can come into. If anyone has found themselves without Christ today, 
and want to be reconciled to God, you can say this after me. Father, I believe that you sent your son Jesus to die for me. I acknowledge that without you I am lost. I acknowledge that I am a sinner. Forgive me for the wrong that I have been plunged into, the things that I've done. And I want to be made new. I want to be your son. Take me out of the kingdom of darkness and put me into the kingdom of your dear son. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood that washes and cleanses me. I accept the plan of salvation for me. And I thank you that I am yours forever. Amen.